Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, Fear fans? Negotiations are in full swing in this explosive episode of Season 3, Episode 11, Le Serpiante, coming up. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> you. Me. What's up, Fear fans? We had to give a little homage because clearly Madison in this episode loves Cheap Trick. Yeah. Apparently so does Natalie, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you guys, this is Fear the Walking Dead uh, after show. Um, I know that it says The Walking Dead Weekly up there. Um, there will be more details to come um, about that in the future. Um, a little new direction. Um, not the band, just the actual new direction of the show. Um, like I said, details will come in the future. Um, but right now, we are covering Season 3, Episode 11, La Serpiante, uh, which means the snake. I'm really excited. I am your host, uh, Timothy Michael. You can reach me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike, And I am joined by my Cheap Trick fan yeah. co-host. Hi, guys. I'm Natalie Dyer, and you can find me at, at Natalie Dyer on all social media platforms. That's N-A-T-A-L-E-E-D-Y-E-R. Yes, man. I love your energy tonight. I think it's a song, though, you guys. So as you guys know, if anybody caught on to it, Madison did do a little bit of a, um, a little homage to Cheap Trick. She said that's where she would want to be um, if she could pick little, little tickets to Cheap Trick in, in Birmingham, yep. which I thought was interesting because she referenced Alabama, mm-hmm. which is where The Walking Dead takes place. Yep. I didn't know if that was going to be like a little, little, what do they call those? Um... Little um, seeds or... Um, an Easter egg. An Easter egg. Thank you. Yes, an Easter <laughs> egg uh, to The Walking Dead. But we will see. Uh, Strand, Taga, and Madison are headed to the dam, um, which I'm excited about because I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be interesting. There's a lot of relationships that are going to develop. Um, infected are back, which I was really excited about because there was this herd. Were you a little disappointed on how that interaction with the infected came about? Oh, you mean when he <laughs> like, throws the beeping the like beeper and the all the infected go after the the beeper? Yeah, and they don't pay any mind to the big ass truck plowing through cl- cars like loudly. That yeah, and no, I, I had a problem with that. Yes, and I was also be- I literally wrote down in my notes. I was like, cop out, plow through. Like, come on, like you could have just ran over all of those infected because no, because they would have gotten stuck. They would have gotten stuck. They're they in like an 18 wheeler or something like that. They had to take it slowly so that they could push their way through the cars. And I get thought them out of the way. I thought it was a cop out. <laughs> I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a lot more. I don't know because we didn't really get infected in the last episode, nope. um, and I thought that it was going to be a little bit more infected heavy, which it was in this episode. But I thought it was going to be more. I don't know, exciting. Sure. I mean, I think that's what we came down to when we got to the the sewers. Yeah. Well, speaking of the sewers, well. Strand takes them to these sewers because he has a way to get back to the dam. Um, I'm a little confused about how that came about, but we can talk about that in a second. Yeah, no, go ahead and talk about it. How do you, what were you so confused about? He said um, that he had hired some people to like get him out, right? 
I think he said that he did it by himself. Mm. I thought he had somebody and he said that's what they had. They showed him the symbols and that's why he knew. But, like, did he get... Because he was getting to the dam. And the way he left the dam in the first place was with Daniel. Right. 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 In a car. Right. But he said he left the dam to go to the training post through the tunnels. Right. But when he... The last time we saw him, he was on a boat. Right. So how did he get... Like, he I went back to the dam was, and then went through the tunnels? Yes. It was a little confusing. Um, because the last time we saw him was at the hotel. And then that's when mm-hmm. Daniel left him. No, we saw him... Last time we saw him was in... No, no, at, at the boat, yes. Oh, yeah, but, okay. like, with, with Daniel, he yes, was now... Okay, like, yeah. in reference to the dam, the last time he was with Daniel uh-huh. was at the hotel. And that's when Daniel left him. So I don't exactly know sure. when. Maybe you guys who are watching um, can tweet us or comment on our video. Um, maybe clarify that for us, because I missed that. Um, I was just wondering how it came about. Cause... Yeah, it was a little... That was a little messy. What Another thing that was messy was that tunnel, in general. <laughs> Would you have done that? If it was, a, like, it was survival. So, yes, I would have, but I would have... <laughs> I would have been gagging a lot more than they were. That's another thing. I was like, nobody seemed to be affected by this smell mm-hmm. or... I would have had a bandana, like three bandanas around my face. Or maybe a reference to, hey, breathe through your mouth. <laughs> Something. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's really gross. Um, but you did say hold your breath as you go down. So I guess that was sort of a reference. I guess. Did you trust Strand when he was leading them through the tunnels? Oh, no. I, I thought it was some sort of like ploy to make it so he didn't have to go to the dam at first. Right, because in the last episode, he was really regretting the fact that he right. had to go back to the and dam. And I was, I was right there with Walker when it was like, he, he's lost. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is a trap or what, but it, you know, See, it, it, it seemed I, I didn't think that he was lost. I honestly thought that he was just placating them and tr- deliberately trying to make it look like he was lost so that they would get frustrated right. and just turn around. Right. I thought that too, um, but I also... I was like, he's lost, and I, the way I thought he got lost was because he was trying to go down tunnels that then had infected, and he was like, there's another way, there's another way, and I can yeah, find it. Yeah, right. Um, so that's sort of why I thought lost, so, but, you know. Yeah, well, then Strand tells Madison about Daniel in these tunnels. Yeah, well, I mean, he finally did it. He needed to do it. No, he so. needed to do it, but can we agree that that was not the right time nor the right place to do that? I mean, when is the right time? Maybe when you told them where you were and you were at a dam. You could have at the trading bazaar something that was like, hey, by the way, Daniel's back. They're not while we're getting attacked by infected and we're in a shitty tunnel. Literally. Maybe, but it seems like he wanted to tell him, or tell, sorry, he, Strand wanted to tell Madison when Walker wasn't listening. That's true. That's what I got from that. But at the same time... Because Walker was there the entire time, except for that moment. Not necessarily, because if you remember in the last episode, Strand and Madison were alone for a second when he was comforting her about Vic, um, Travis. It's a, I know, I'm but so I know. I'm so sorry your husband died. I'm so sorry your husband died. Uh, by the you. way, the person at the dam is Daniel, and he's kind of a dick. I hate you so much. <laughs> okay, you might have a point there. But I'm just saying, he could have found the time to tell her, just not in a shitty tunnel. That's all I'm getting at. I just thought the timing was a little weird. <laughs> but a then, shitty tunnel. <laughs> literally, it's a shitty tunnel. I'm not saying a curse word, you guys. It's a shitty tunnel. Um, Madison then tells Strand about Ophelia and that she's at the ranch. Yeah. Um, and then he uses that holy something in darkest something. There was a lot of weird sayings. What did you say they were? Weird cliches? Uh, you had all those. You they were, you they were, like, yeah, they were like really weird cliches this episode. Um, we'll uh, bring some more up later on. But um, did you think that Madison shouldn't have told Strand 
because that was like playing all of her cards or do you think that Madison trusts Strand completely? I think Madison has this deep appreciation and trust for Strand and Daniel and um, and I think everybody from the first season that she that they survived with yeah she has an innate trust in them. Because they have a connection. They do. Yeah, because they survived pretty much the apocalypse right. or the beginning of the apocalypse. Right. Together. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, and we'll talk about more relationships later on. Um, I do want to talk about a really interesting, interesting moment because I love when Fear the Walking Dead slash The Walking Dead come up with these really cool infected scenes and there would just happen to be one in this episode with the, the gross like bloated walker or infected blocking the pipe. And Madison being the one to have to, A, kill it, and then chop it up. She had no problem with that either. She was just <laughs> like, yep, she this didn't. is what's happening. <laughs> because Madison's a badass. And, I know. Like, there's no other person that would do it besides her. Because Taka certainly wasn't doing it. No. <laughs> he was in the back like, no thanks. <laughs> Which, my whole point was, do they really only have one hatchet between the three of them? Like, come on, you guys. <laughs> that was a little weird. Come on. And I love how the hatchet was all the way in the back of the group. Well, of course. Because you like, have to pass it up. And then... You know, Walker was defenseless back there, and they had another infected coming after him, which they never paid off, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I really anticipate, I was anticipating the, the infected to get to him and, like, grab his foot or yeah, something. Yeah, I was anticipating them um, for being, like, both sides. Yeah. And just making it more intense. And, like, having more there, but it, it didn't. Um, Tim Reno did mention that it is a, uh, because the sewer had, lid had drain slots in it, that it was a storm train. Uh, oh. So it really wouldn't have smelled as shitty. Not quite as shitty. It still looked shitty. It's still Reno looked 72. like shit. Yeah. Still, I know it's probably mud. <laughs> we get that mud and maybe look the same, but it still looked really gross. I just assumed that it wasn't like a a, ba- a a bad sewer because Strand said it smells terrible down there. Well, Hold your breath while you go And down. also there's dead bodies literally walking That's around. That's true. That's true. So I guess maybe that <laughs> like, was no the smell intended. that he was referring to. Um, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I did like the reunion between um, Daniel and... Madison and Strand, because <laughs> yes. um, Daniel's ready to pop a cap in somebody, um, and then Madison comes along and is like, no, no, wait. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should talk about why that, though. Why, yeah. Like, Daniel was ready, um, because he's he's perceived all of these people wanting and needing water as, as a threat. And yes. he's a valid threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he had just gotten in a shootout sort of thing. With the, with the mob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is... <laughs> the mob sounds like an the, Italian I, mob. <laughs> The Italian mob was then. <laughs> Maybe not a mob per se, but he clearly, they, they were, from the beginning of the episode, they were establishing that there was a disagreement between the water supply runners, Efrain, Alvarado, and Daniel, mm-hmm. um, and how they're handling distributing the water, right. um, which I thought was interesting. But did you agree? Did you agree in that instance with Efrain, or did you agree with Daniel? Because Daniel did essentially shoot first. Um, when it came to the Italian mob, as you so <laughs> eloquently no, put it. No, no, they weren't. That's not. Okay, I think, so if we want to talk about what he, what Ephraim was saying later, which was just open the floodgates and let it go. Mm-hmm. No, that's insane. Um, they're strand, I think Strand was the one that was like, then it'll evaporate. Yes. And you won't have any water. Right. Um, and you'll be in the same situation as the people at the ranch, basically, waiting for rain, which you can't trust that, as we've all learned. So... <laughs> Because it's Mexico. It's Mexico. Um, we have <laughs> or Southern California. That's just screwing with us. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so I, I was a little bit of both sides because I don't think that um, Daniel should have shot 
necessarily, mm-hmm. especially not into the crowd. Um, it could he could have shot up into the air and just like control yourselves, like you know we're trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he is right that they're desperate. Yeah, everybody is desperate for water. And right when now. you're desperate, you do desperate things, which is what we saw on the ranch. Yes, yes. So, and these people have a lot less. Um, I don't know, like communal sense, I think. Yeah. Uh, than the ranchers and the uh, Native Americans. Yeah. We got to find a name for all, the broke jaw residents. The broke jaw residents. There you go. Yeah. And then the nation people. Yeah. Instead but I'm of Native the Americans. Bro- I'm, I'm calling them the broke jaw residents because they're all there right now. Oh, okay. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yes, but yes. As, right now, they're sort of unified in this hunt for water. Yes. Agreed. So I am. I am considering them unified. How did you? How did you like the? Reunion between Strand, uh, Taka, and Madison. And did you think that Madison telling him about Taka and Ophelia and the water shortage was, uh, once again, just laying all of her cards out there? Sure, but again, she has this trust in him. And also... That's true. You want, like, she wants to be... Because um, Daniel's like, ah, you know, you can't trust him. He said this thing about Ophelia. And she's like, well... (laughs) He wasn't wrong about Ophelia, but also, good news, we found her. It, yeah. it instantly reassigns this, like, relationship that they, realigns the, the relationship they had. But it still doesn't establish any trust between Strand and Daniel. I mean, there, was, there wasn't going to be any trust. I'm just saying, like, them. he, Daniel, I mean, Strand wasn't lying as Daniel thought he was. No, and, and I don't think that it necessarily, he, but Strand was, so, Strand was lying, in a sense. Mm. He lied. He said, oh, she's back at the hotel. He knew she wasn't back at the hotel. Right. So that was a lie. It was a lie, but it wasn't a full lie. <laughs> Just saying. And I mean, I'm not saying that Daniel's like one of those people that would apologize or not hold a grudge because he clearly uh-huh. is. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, how did you handle, how did you think about, what did you think about the uh, handle of the negotiations? Did you think that Lola was actually going to give them water that easily? Oh. Uh, yeah, actually, I assumed that she would be willing to trade. I did assume that was going to happen. That they have they have cattle, they have a bunch of resources mm-hmm. on this ranch. They're very equipped to trade. So I really thought that she would be willing to trade with them. Um, I was sort of surprised when she... <laughs> I mean, from, like, a writer's standpoint, obviously it wasn't going to happen from, like, a viewer's standpoint. But, like, if you're in that moment... yeah. If you're Madison, you're thinking, I have so many things going for me right now. We have Daniel, mm-hmm. and we have his daughter, mm-hmm. and we all know that he's he does everything for his daughter. Um, we have weapons and cattle and fuel. probably grain and fuel, and they have a lot of resources. So I would be I'd be walking in there really confident with right. this. We can trade you this stuff. Yeah, we just need water. And I thought that it was interesting. And you have a lake. That, that's what. That's the one thing that I was when I going initially into the trade that it was be easy is because mm-hmm. they little the right like they showed this huge reservoir slash lake, mm-hmm. and then she goes and says no, but then her reasoning in the later scene um, that happens between her and Madison mm-hmm. and it's really mostly about how it's perceived by the people on how she's not taking care of her own communities, mm-hmm. but she's willing to give water to these strangers and how that looks and that's why she didn't want to do it and that makes complete sense yes i definitely understand where she's coming from with that um that's almost to the point where they need to bring more people in 
to their actual, like, camp that they've sort of set up. Maybe even, like, uh, Madison later says this is a great defensible position if mm-hmm. you're willing to defend it. Yes. But she's not willing to defend it. Right. Um, so it would be very smart for her, because all these people, yeah, they're not getting the water they need. So start gathering up those people and bringing them to this point mm-hmm. and establishing a new community and, and living area. Situation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you can distribute the water but still have these people that can defend the water. Right. No, I completely... And then the people who are not willing to leave their their homes, their towns, whatever they're at, um, well, then that's kind of their fault for not coming to where the water is. Yeah. Like, it's an apocalypse. You gotta, you gotta move to make life happen. But I also don't think that they have the room at this dam to essentially house everybody. Like, Lola was reluctant just to invite Madison, Ophelia, and her kids to come in. Right. So I don't think they have all of this room. No, no, no. I don't think everybody can stay in the dam. But I think there's a lot of areas they could definitely fortify. Mm -hmm. They could build fences. They could build walls. Um, You know, there's ways they could make this work. Well, they're obviously disappointed that they can't get the water initially. Right. And then they kept alluding to Strand and how he always manages to put himself in situations where he's interacting with different types of people mm-hmm. that will help him in the end get what he wants. Sure. And this just I'm just alluding to the scene with him and Alvarado and Efrain and how he's trying to get them to open up about where the disagreements are right. and then where he where he can expose the cracks. So sure. that he can ultimately get what he wants, which is the water. Until he realizes that, oh, wait a second. I definitely agree with Daniel. Right. <laughs> what? They agree on something? <laughs> what do you, go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit. What? That they. That Strand agrees with Daniel. No, I mean, he agrees that they shouldn't release the water. Yes. And because just let it go. Ephraim seems to be like this uh, very religious. Um, I don't want to say... The Lord f- will provide. Yes. He has this... He's uh, kind of hippie-ish. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you want to say hippie-ish. Um, but he thinks that things will settle themselves if they just let the water go. Um, which I completely disagree with. I don't know how you <laughs> felt about that. Um, because like Strand says, it will, it will evaporate and nobody will have water in the end. Well, it would turn into a river. Because this is a re- reservoir, it would turn into a river temporarily. Right. So people would have water temporarily. And this brings us all the way back to like constantly... You have to make a decision on, like, temporary versus long run. Mm -hmm. So the reservoir is a long run. Mm -hmm. When it rains, they can easily let some of the water out. Yes. And they can refill up their reservoir. But when does it rain? That's the thing. You don't know. Which is why you have to keep it as a reservoir. Yes. Um, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's hard. It definitely is hard. And she's doing, you know, Lola's doing her best to get the water out to people. Um, but it is, it's not, it's not something you can just let go. Because it's not like the reservoir has a river that is feeding into it. Right. It's all... So I'm from Oregon. From There's a lot rain. of reservoirs yeah. where the river, it's more of a dam. Right. Is what it is. Right. They, and they dam it up. And so then if it's getting too full, they can release it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's you know, not raining. It's not raining. Right. And there's no river that's feeding this reservoir, so there's like there's no other alternate source of water, so yeah. you can't let this source of water go. Well, I want to talk about that really quick because opinion. there is definitely a disagreement on the power of water, and that's what I'm going to call it, between sure. what Daniel thinks and what Lola thinks. Daniel thinks that she should fortify and only give to the community communities that 
you know, establish a relationship or a respect for them. Whereas Lola thinks that if the communities need the water, then they should get the water. How did you feel about that scene? And their differences of opinion. Sure, I think what Daniel, Daniel's mind was, I, I think. I'm not sure how Daniel's mind works. I think he's Nobody a does. little. <laughs> he's a little off. He's a little bit on the Troy side of things. Hmm. Um, well, that's interesting. I, I I said it earlier too, but I'm going to say it again. Um, so I think, in his mind, I imagine, and this is what my mindset would be, um, is that he was saying the reason we haven't gone back to Tijuana, that neighborhood, mm-hmm. is because they were violent toward them. Right. So sure. I get that. In fact, I would say for two weeks, don't go back, and then go back. But Daniel Later. wasn't was talking because it has he's already saying, been two weeks. Yeah, I know. And he was like, "Cut it off." He's saying, "Cut it off." So, I don't. I, I I'm in the middle. I'm a okay. Libra. I'm in the middle. <laughs> of course <laughs> you are. Here we go again. <laughs> um, so I get what she's saying. It's that if you need it, you get it. But you can't like. They need it, but they have to be respectful towards the fact that they are giving it to them for free. They're not asking for anything. Right. They're literally just doing. A service like a good service right um and like shan says don't bite the hand that feeds you exactly and that's what they did and yes. so i would definitely sort of establish a a, a pattern if, mm-hmm. if if you like let even be like listen if you guys attack us we're not coming back for a while yeah so decide if you want us to come back again next week with more water yes and you keep surviving or attack and we're not coming back for a while right i feel like sh- Daniel and Lola are on two complete opposite sides of the spectrum and where mm-hmm. we need to just find a middle ground. And Let's bring Madison in. I don't even... I think... I feel like Madison would... Madison would fortify. Let's be real. I feel like... Well, Madison would not only fortify because that's what they need to do. If this mm-hmm. is a dam, water is the most precious resource right mm-hmm. now in an apocalypse, no matter what kind of apocalypse it is. And clearly, that is what the writers are alluding to is that the water is the most precious resource right now. Um, and you need to protect it because people will come for it. Um, just like, and I don't want to make too many references to Walking Dead, but if you have a safe haven, people want that. People yeah. want to feel safe. In this community or in this area, um, water is. Um, in Alabama, there's apparently a plethora of water, whereas in Southern California slash Mexico, there is not. Mm-hmm. So everybody's battling for water, whereas in the Walking Dead realm, um, and we will allude that they might be taking place at the same time, um, so there's really no realm in there, but they just want a safe place, whereas they just want water. I they seem to have a lot of safe places in, in, in Southern, fear. Yes, I agree. You're right. I hadn't really thought about that. They just have the problem of water. Yeah, because they had the hotel. The only reason they messed up the hotel wasn't because of infected. It was because of Madison and her decisions, or um, not Madison, but um, oh, well, you, Travis. It, okay, it wasn't necessarily... So we don't know what happened to the hotel, because the hotel did fall. No, yeah, it did fall eventually, but I feel like if Madison was still there and fortifying it, right. it would have been fine. But because of what had happened with Travis, blah, blah, right, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, potentially. Um, definitely potentially. And now they're at the ranch, and no infected has attacked the ranch, to my knowledge. I think they probably they have patrols. I believe that they probably do. Yeah, they have, have their militia. I'm sure. Like, infected. But they and, are in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, Troy was going out with his militia group, and they were killing every group they found. That's true. You know, it was like, all right. Right. Hunting time. But you're right. There are a, a, a myriad of safe places. Mm-hmm. The ranch, the hotel, the dam. Whereas the trade it, center thing. They, oh, the bazaar. The, the bazaar yeah. 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 There are more threats 
I think the writers are trying to establish that there are more threats than the infected, mm-hmm. like people and water and yeah. resources. I, it's just, I, I like where they're going with that, but I do need to see more infected. Well, I think, I think that the suggestion is, if, like, I, I've always wondered where these huge hordes in The Walking Dead come from. Mm-hmm. So I think, because if you're, if you're moderating it, you know, you're killing everyone you see eventually eventually mm-hmm. it's going to become safer and safer yeah so yeah I, anyway that was a sidetrack um i want to talk about how the second trade occurred um because i thought that scene was interesting because it madison was headed toward the water truck the mm-hmm. water truck explodes mm-hmm. who did you initially think that it was oh i thought it was daniel at first why uh because they had Daniel and Strand had that conversation mm-hmm. earlier when he was saying down with the water queen. He was like singing it. Yeah. Or sort of. I don't yeah. know if that's an actual song. I've never heard it. I think it, that's what the, the 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 mob I'm gonna keep calling them the mob because I don't know what sure. else to call them. I think that's what the mob is saying. You mean the citizens? The citizens, the mob, citizens. whatever. People. I'm gonna call it an angry mob. Um <laughs> I think that's what they were saying and he was just reciting them. Sure, but I think I mean, as I said earlier, he says whatever's going on in that snake brain, I'm paraphrasing slash putting my own yes. words to it because I can't remember exactly what he said but whatever's going on in that snake brain of yours mm-hmm. um, and I don't remember how he finished it but it was essentially saying like as long as it's moderate and as long as it benefits you and I go for uh, it yes yeah and that's what it was yes it was a huge chess play I said this earlier oh, as well yep um, but that's that's how you play chess you guys you you manufacture a new fear this is politics as well I favorite. love that you said that I love that chess it's chess and Same. it's politics mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty much a lot of situations at this point. But he has established this fear. He sort of like planted it in the mind of Lola, mm-hmm. and now he needs it to be real. And now you have Strand who also needs something. And so you blow up a truck, you manufacture it so it looks like it's from those people. And I have no idea how he got them to come and be chanting, but I have like, but I am a hundred percent sure it was him. I don't know where he got the resources to blow up this truck. I don't. You don't need a whole lot of resources. He literally. Really. He he said it. It was like a match or something, and he saw it in a film. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe uh, the gas. Like tank? an old film. So all you need is to be able to blow up. A, that's what happens yeah. when you blow up a gas tank. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but yeah. So you manufacture it. You make it look like it's somebody else, so that you can go back and be like, "This is what we need." Mm-hmm. It is now helping uh, the ranch because they're like you need these weapons to fortify this place and defend it against these people that you should be afraid of, mm-hmm. even though you want to help them. You should be afraid of them. Yeah. No, I... It was I, a brilliant play. It was a brilliant play. And then the trade happens, mm-hmm. and 10,000 gallons a week, I was a little blown away by, because oh, yeah, at first too. they went to the bazaar for 10,000 gallons, period. Right. So... When Madison told Taka, like, this was just a temporary thing, I was like, 10,000 10, gallons a week? That's a lot of water. She's planning on filling... I mean, I'm assuming she's planning on refilling their re- reservoir. She's going to keep them on a, um, like a... What is it called? Um, a stage, ration. Ration, They're, yeah. She's going to keep them rationed. She probably will put water toward the animals. Yep. But keep them on a ration... And refill their reservoir because yeah. she knows that she cannot always rely on, on this them. deal. Yes, I agree. And do you think that Madison should continue to try to find water elsewhere besides going to the dam? If you're a smart leader, yes. Yes, I agree. No, I, I completely agree. Why do you think Lola wanted Ophelia at the trading post? 
I think because uh, Daniel had a conversation with her earlier in the episode, I believe, mm-hmm. where he was like, I don't, I need to protect you. My daughter is safe for now. Right. So then why have her come to the training post? Because I think it's sort of, I think Lola's not as dumb as I think she is. Mm-hmm. I think she knows something's going on. And Daniel has said maybe it's better that she thinks I'm dead. Now he can't think she's dead. Or right. she can't think he's dead. Right. And I also think There's that it's because... a little bit of a power play. Yes. And I also think that it's because Lola... Uh, you know, recognize the fact that he misses his daughter. Mm-hmm. And if, even if it's just them seeing each other, sure. I think that that would be enough for Daniel. So I think that there might be a budding relationship between Lola and Daniel because I think that they care for each other on a different level, not just sure. on this sure. leadership respect level. <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, that's just I, what I think that they're I, alluding to. I definitely could see that happening. Um, I also think that this seeing Ophelia will help the bond between Daniel and Strand. Because let's be real, the whole blowing up the water... Chuck? Water, uh... Chuck? Yeah, the water truck. Um, <laughs> Chuck, I was trying to think tanker. Chuck is my new tanker. favorite word. Tanker. tanker. Oh, okay. I was trying to think of that word. <laughs> um, anyway, blow, like blowing up the tankard was sort of a building of trust again between Daniel and Strand. Or at least the acknowledgement that... We can work together. We can work together. But then at the same time, he goes and he warns Madison about well, trusting course. people. Of course he does. Which just... I don't think... He, I'm not saying that Daniel trusts them. I don't think he trusts anybody. No. Um, except for Ophelia. Except for Ophelia. And even now, I don't think he does. <laughs> He's because, right. Because of what Taka told him. Yeah. Yeah. Which we should talk about that whole lovely father meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we got to kick Boyfriend. out of the fact that there's like this whole family reunion going on with... The boyfriend meeting the father, but then the girlfriend not even being there. I thought that was right. hilarious. Um, because it's like, Taka's is just spilling all the tea on on what Ophelia has done. And did you think that Daniel was disappointed in her because of what his history is, and um, he doesn't want her to turn out like he did or is? He didn't want her to uh, turn out to be like him. Um, but also, he needs to recognize that they're in a apocalypse. Yep. And you have um, to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. And um, like he wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, yeah. to do the things that you have to do to survive, so that she doesn't have to do. So I think he's actually putting a lot of blame on himself. Do you think that it's hypocritical moment? of him to even be disappointed in her because he, for all his life, has done what what needed to be done to survive? Yet, when his he hears that his daughter has done it, I'm wondering if this isn't if maybe he's disappointed because Taka said we were planning an attack on these people. He wasn't saying we were being attacked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a matter of self defense, right? In any sense, and that's what it was in Ophelia's mind. Sort of. I, I think. I mean, I think maybe it was, but at the same time, like she had to know they were planning on attacking. It wasn't the ranch attacking them. No, yes. So, yep. Um, so I think the way da- uh, Daniel sees it is that it was an attack and therefore she has lost her humanity. I don't think she has. I don't think she has either. Um, and I think he'll see that as soon as he talks to her, maybe. Yeah. It might take a little bit of time because I think he's now has this preconceived notion of how she's turned out and how much she's grown and what she's learned to do. Um, I'm looking forward to that reunion. To so am I. I'm, I'm wondering if Ophelia will actually forgive him or not. To be honest. Well, you have to actually get over the shock because Ophelia still thinks he's dead. So that's going to be interesting on on seeing how she reacts to that. Um, speaking of Taka, I want to talk about his mood swings this episode because 
he went from being on board to not being on board to being back on board to not being on I was he's oh, it was a little frustrating for me to to watch him keep going back and forth. How did you feel about this? I I mean, I've told you I like I like Taka, but I also don't like Taka. Right. I don't trust him. Um I don't think as I he had that conversation with Strand mm-hmm. about the water. And it, if Madison cannot get the water, his people come first. Mm-hmm. And my problem with this is that he is still seeing them as separate divisions. And yes. I mean, maybe that's because he hasn't been back to the ranch and seen the like, because in my, in my mind, we ha- we didn't get to see the ranch this, um, this week, but I feel like we left last week off with them sort of building a trust between both sides. Yes. Um, and like having a common goal. And I don't believe that that, I mean, I think it'll still be strained a little bit. I don't think it's going to be as strained. And I think they might have actually probably bonded some over this meet. He's still seeing them separately. Yes. And so to my, in my mind, he's not as good of a person as he's like saying, saying that or, he is. He's not really saying he is, but like, or showing that he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but no, I'm propositioning himself as. I'm completely on the same. Proposing yeah, himself as? proposing or prop, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, I feel like when it comes to Taka, I just didn't like how he was handling this as a leadership level and, and a leadership level. Like you said, he's. I don't he's, think he's going to stay a leader for very long. I don't think so either, because he's he's portraying himself as this. He's very fickle. strong leader, and yet you don't want to sit and help Madison with the negotiations. And when the negotiations fail, you don't want to help mm-hmm. and see, hey, what else could we do to get them to understand or get what we need? But So it's all Madison doing all the thinking mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. and he's just going to reap the benefits. I mean, I think that could be because he did restore the last negotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of just like... He's salty about it. I'm out of it. Yeah. At the same time... You kind of have to roll the, with the punches, especially in the apocalypse. And yes. you have to... Okay, so, yeah, it sucks that this happened. I guess in life you kind of have to roll with the punches. Anyway, um, so now what am I going to do about it? But did He you... was perfectly willing to return back to the ranch mm-hmm. with nothing in hand. Yeah. Like, to... not even the truck he left with. But, yeah, but he's, he's leaving to, like tell the ranchers to get lost or to force them out which essentially means killing them if they put up a fight to be fair i'd like to see how that happened if they really did bond as much as they had that's true oh i mean we're i mean the previews showed that we're going to go back to the ranch next episode Mm -hmm. so i'm excited to see hopefully they're they like you said they bonded a little bit more and you know like i said in the last episode they have a common enemy Mm -hmm. um in this you know dehydration where they all just need to band together and put their petty things aside and that's where I was frustrated with Taco is because I felt like he was just being so petty. And when they were coming up to him in the truck at the end, I honestly thought that they were going to, like, drive by and be like, hey, we got the water, and then just leave him there. Um, I knew they wouldn't do that. I was kind of hoping that they would, but that's just I mean, my petty I life. That's, like, my hashtag petty like life. You wish you, you want him to do it, but at the same time, if they return without him, um, I it would probably put more strain it would look really bad what's going on it would look bad i i get that but and i feel like madison this is why she's a great leader because she thinks 12 steps ahead right um just apparently like strand and (laughs) daniel do because that that chess play with the water truck i thought was brilliant oh it was really smart um i want to talk about relationships a little bit because 
the relationship between Madison and Lola was the the most exciting for me in this episode just because I haven't seen Madison look up to anybody in a really long time and she looked up to Lola because Lola like you said was unapologetic and unwilling to sacrifice what she needed to sacrifice in herself to defend the dam in the way that she needed to which is essentially giving up most of her or some of her humanity and Lola doesn't want to do that right so I'm excited to see with these negotiations coming up their relationship develops yeah right I think that it's a good thing for Madison because mm-hmm. we've seen that Madison is willing to sacrifice almost everything for her family. Yes. And that's good. That's fine. That's keeping her family alive. But at the same time, she's losing pieces of herself. And I think she realizes that, especially after talking. But she's Lola. she's also losing pieces of her her family because she alludes to it. She says that she 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 does crazy shit in the name of family mm-hmm. and she sees that Nick and Alicia see what she's doing and it's and at least Alicia's pulling back Alicia is pulling back and Nick is just batshit crazy as it is anyway so he's <laughs> all about it yeah. whereas Alicia's like I don't agree with what you're doing mm-hmm. so I'm gonna start distancing myself from you and now in this episode we finally see that Madison sees what right. Alicia's doing um, so I'm excited to see where their relationship right. and her relationship goes with the kids I hope that she can repair it with Alicia because I loved when they were together on the boat together and after Nick left. I love that their relationship got stronger and they bonded. Yeah. And I feel like, like now that Nick is hotel, back at like while they're it in down. the hotel. Yes. Um agreed. And and yeah, they started bonding a little bit more and I think Alicia felt more appreciated and a little bit more seen. Yes. And then yeah, now Nick's back. And now she's the second fiddle again. Yes. Yes. Um I also still am not sure. I mean, that's this brings us whole back, like back to will Alicia necessarily? I don't. I don't want to say forgive Madison for trading the radio, mm. um, and like putting all of this on Alicia again at the ranch, mm-hmm. which it should not be up to her. She was a teenager, right? Right. Like, let's remember when we started the show, she was like sixteen. Yeah, she's in high school. Let's say um, she was seventeen. I think she's a senior in high she's, school. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, we could maybe say. I, I don't know what the time span is on this necessarily, but we could probably say about a year has gone by in the last three seasons at least. Yeah. If not two. I'd so say a year. I'd say a year roughly because these t- these time frames are... Right. It seems like I, a lot longer, but it's very right. short. Right, and that's why I'm like... That's why I'm saying at least one. Let's go with a year, yeah. If not two, so somewhere in there. Yeah. So she's only 18 or 19. I mean, could, like, I couldn't have done this at 18 or 19. No. I would have not had the strength <laughs> nor the, like, know-how or the mindset to do all of this. Um, and she's having to lead because Nick's doing whatever he's doing and Ophelia's not. And so it's right, it's all back onto her. Yes. And Jake, just to be fair. And uh, I know we're I know we're getting off of the episode just a little, a little bit, bit. But I'm saying that I I guess we're kind of into predictions a little bit. Just not can, I mean not yet, because we'll I still wanna I still wanna talk sure. about just Madison and I wanna talk about how you think Strand is going to fit in yes with the ranchers once he gets back there because they're on their way back there now (laughs) how do you think that you know nick and alicia are gonna you know respond to him um i think alicia and strand had a strong connection yeah um i don't know about nick and strand because like they never i feel like alicia and strand bonded a lot in the hotel yes especially when 
she was care- like tending his wounds and he he had I can't remember exactly what he said but it was very supportive of her and like kind of demanding Madison's attention mm-hmm. um, which you know then led to a fallout sort of thing that then bonded them more but so I think she'll be very excited she'll be happy to see him I think Nick will maybe be a little bit indifferent sort of I don't think it's going to affect him all that much. Which is funny that you say that because Nick and Strand had a relationship they first did. when they were in the first season when they met in the, right. I guess... but I think both of them have changed compound? so much or that maybe. I don't know that they will... I mean, he might be really happy to see him at first, but I can't say that there will be anything that comes from it. Agreed. Agreed. I want to go into predictions now okay. because I feel like we have a lot of predictions to do. Predictions. And now, Ooh. you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take it away, Natalie. What do you what What do you think is going to happen? I'm honestly trying to remember what the 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 trailer was. Well, it's about Jake and and Alicia, right? Okay, and how uh, Jake is soft. Yes, that was said in it. And wow, yeah, okay. It's essentially what happened while Madison and Taka were gone. You sure? I think so. I think that they'll probably they'll probably come back in the episode at some point, but I think they're going to start off oh, with being the Oh, this is the, the brother, ranch. my brother. Yes. Right. Okay. So I said Troy came back, and you had a thought. I thought that Nick was still hallucinating for whatever reason. I think they need to let this hallucination thing going because he's not in withdrawals anymore. Like he's been off of drugs for a while, so him hallucinating, uh, continuing to hallucinate, is weird. If that's what this is. It- I guess, sorry, I agree, Tim Renault, 27, or 72, that the ranchers are racist and I don't think the white strand. I was sort of thinking that in my mind. I was like, I don't know how they're going to respond. Um, but then, you know, who knows? They could just be racist for Mexicans because there are racists like that. So I don't know. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think Strand will have a little trouble fitting in for that reason. Um, I am, as we were saying earlier, excited for Strand to come back. I'm really excited to see ophelia and daniel Mm -hmm. as for what happens with nick i i don't know if he's hallucinating and if he is it's kind of brilliant to a degree i think maybe they caused a psychotic break when they put him in the heat box box. um i also am going to stand by my prediction though from last week which was that troy comes back Mm um and that jake has to kill him what do you think is going to happen with Ophelia and Daniel? Do you think that Ophelia is going to be excited to see Daniel, or do you think that she's changed too much and is just going to be like, oh, I kind of was hoping that you actually were dead? I think she's going to go into sort of a state of shock first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's going to be angry because, like, his wife had been dead for a while. Yes. By the time he started hallucinating and, and seeing her. Um, in the fire, I think she's probably angry that he stayed or didn't get out and find her. Um, and then she's probably, I mean, I don't know. I think she'll, if she forgives him, I think she will confide in him about killing. Mm -hmm. And I think they might actually form a closer bond because I think she maybe understands him a little bit, like a little bit better than she did before that whole thing happened. 
Um, so they might find a little bit of solace in, in each other. A little prediction on my part. I think in terms of the whole dam and the water trading, mm-hmm. I think that Madison at some point with this trading is going to have to help defend the dam with Lola. Mm-hmm. I think that her relationship with Lola is going to become really deep. Sure. And the the citizens or the communities mm-hmm. are going to band together to come after the dam. Mm-hmm. And Madison's going to have to make a decision on whether or not she wants to help defend it. Sure. And I think Daniel is going to ask her will. to. Well, and I think she will because it still remains a source of water for them. Right. So, so underneath it all, she's not just doing it because oh, yeah, she it might be, yeah. care for Lola, but she's also doing it yeah. for benefiting her. I it's think herself. Yeah. with the whole uh, Jake is weak, I think Alicia might stand up. Like, I think Alicia might become the leader of the, the ranch. Um, I don't know how Taco is going to fit back in if they have bonded. Like I'm, I'm sort of like saying they have. I have no idea if they have. But... I feel like the women in the show are going to become the leaders. I feel like God. I hope. So. I feel like Alicia is going to surpass Jake. I feel oh, like she's already surpassed Jake. I, yes, but I feel like Jake's not going to last very long. I feel no, like Troy. If Troy soft. does come back, he's like you die. say, he he might just kill his brother because. I just feel like he would be feel betrayed by his brother that they would let him do this and blah, blah, blah. Right, and I think right, that right. if anybody, if Jake were to die, I think that Troy would be the one to do it. I feel like when Taka comes back, he's going to lose a little bit of respect. And I feel like Ophelia is going to become stronger than him. And then Madison is just Madison, who's mm-hmm. badass and made this negotiation. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to have respect for Madison on both sides. Um, if we're With still... the exception of Alicia, I really don't think Alicia's going to respect her. I don't. I honestly don't. I think that there's... There is a nail that is being driven between the two, and I think I hope it's going not. to continue to. Uh, I don't know. I drill hope. In. I hope that's not the case. Do you have any shout-outs this week that you want to Ooh. maybe? So, guys, we do go and read our comments um, on our 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 YouTube, page. our YouTube page. So throw them in there if you'd like, and we would do some uh, iTunes ones as well. Yeah, but yes, there was a little issue with a little issue. the iTunes this week. Um, thank you guys for being patient with us. They are going to fix that tonight, I believe. Yes. So Thanks our for last, tweeting at us. yes, thank you for that. We did read those, um, and they should have that episode mm-hmm. up tonight on iTunes. Hopefully, this one will be up on iTunes right after we're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you liked it, go ahead and put five stars on those, as well as hit a like on the video. Anyway, so we have Trini. Just spell it out. <laughs> By. Trini B. White is 27. He says, the major issues I have uh, run into with people walking, because we were talking about how people don't like Fear the Walking Dead necessarily, is that it's not the main series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the show watching Fear the Walking Dead for Fear the Walking Dead. I'm not comparing the two shows or characters, but I'm definitely in the minority. We agree. Yes, and just really fear quick. Fear is fear. and Fear is fear. And I have to give a little shout out to Give Me Shelter. I did see his comment or her comment um, earlier in our chat when he was like, this most this has to be like the most redeemed show. Yes, because like most improved. Most improved, yeah. yes. Because I feel like 100%. 100%, like the first two seasons were not as strong as this season is turning out to be. Oh, yeah. No, this yes. The, the writing alone, the scenarios, the character developments have really been phenomenal. It, yeah, I think it started to hit its stride the second season of season two. Or second the second half, half of season two. Agreed, completely. Because the first half was on the boat. Completely. Um, we've got Rosie Marie M, Kate Kate Gat H, um, <laughs> Alessandro Valarian. We, I mean, we love seeing yeah. your guys' comments. Yeah, thank you guys. Back. And then everybody in the chat tonight, yes. Tim Reno 72, Give Me Shelter, Sarah Brockle. Thank you guys for, <laughs> you know, joining our live chat. Um, because we do, like Natalie said, we read our comments. We appreciate your guys' support. Um, 
And we love opening this dialogue and this conversation because we want to mm-hmm. hear your opinions. So throughout the week, tweet at us. Um, leave your comments on YouTube. Let us know what you guys thought of the episode, what you're excited about, what you think that we can improve on because we are always looking for, you know, sane, critical critiques. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I just said. There's a, a constructive criticism is what I meant to say. Yes, Thank you. That. Constructive criticism. Um, we, we love you guys. Um, if you're not watching Emmys or hopefully all of your Emmy picks got chosen because that was tonight. That was tonight. Um, but thank you guys for, you know, tuning in. If we I, missed anything, let us know on yes, the comments. Definitely. And, we'll and then we'll talk about time. it next episode. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for Fear of the Walking Dead Season 3, Episode 11. Les Serpiante. <laughs> I just like saying it. Um, <laughs> I am Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. And I am Natalie Dyer. And you can find me at Natalie Dyer. N-A-T-A-L-E-E-D-Y-E-R. And if you like D&D podcasts, I am on a podcast called Welcome to the Dungeon Hole. You can find us on iTunes or SoundCloud, and you can follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Hole. Self plug. And starting September 27th at the on the After Buzz Network, I will be covering the Survivor After Show. So I'm so excited about that. Um, join us next week Sunday, you guys, at 8 p.m. We'll see you then. <laughs> Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Here in are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs>